Welcome to the chase. Chiefs of White Arc podcast aimed at specifically giving you an insight into what makes great leaders and entrepreneurs in a variety of organisations tick. We call them Chiefs. My name is James Chuffatelli and together with my White Arc co-chief, Joe Hands, we're going to attempt to take you on a journey and talk to as many Chiefs across as many industries as we can to give you an insight into A, what makes them tick and B, what makes their enterprises thrive and more importantly, what they've learnt along the way. The Chiefs. We're on! <laughs> that's, that's my fellow Chief, Joe Hands. Uh, welcome <laughs> to another edition of The Chiefs. And this is a very special Christmas edition. Welcome, Joe. Chupatelli. I want you've got all the uh, all the energy of Christmas. Your true love gave you a lot of energy, so well done to Jolie. Now we are going to talk, Joe, all things. We thought we'd have a, a bit of a special edition of the Chiefs today, and we actually thought Joe and I would have a conversation, a bit of a reflective conversation on all things 2020, what we what we saw, what some of the insights uh, were, and then fast forward that to. You know, maybe some of the thoughts that we've got and we're seeing in terms of best practice that businesses are following moving into 2021. And then, Joe, it wouldn't be a Christmas edition if I didn't ask you, because you've got that crazy hat on, what, <laughs> what, what, what your plans are for Christmas. But please wait. Let's kick off by uh, just having a bit of... It's been a big year, Joe. What, what were some of the things that you saw? Uh, obviously, a COVID-dominated year, but were there some insights in particular... Uh, and reflections that you had in, in the businesses that you worked on and, yeah. and you partnered with? Yeah, I think 2020 was not the year that anyone expected. I think what, what we saw was how quickly businesses were able to pivot and change off the back of a really uncertain environment. And I, and I have a bit, of a, a bit of a laugh some days thinking about the fact that everyone has all these business continuity plans, but none of them really stood up when it came to the, the crisis, right? And I think when you reflect on 2020 and there's a lot to unpack in it, I think kind of the three key things that I've seen from a business perspective as I've dealt with my clients and helped my clients in the navigation, and one of them is around leadership. And, and I say that first because I think it's the most important piece, which is you know, the ability for the leadership in the organisations to be able to take this situation and crisis and work out how to navigate the organisation to the best outcome, but how to navigate the people when you've got everyone working from home. And this is where people's leadership either steps up or their leadership just doesn't come to the forefront. And what, and what you see is in the organisations that have got through this the best, it's because they've had the strong leadership to really help them navigate it, right? And so there's been a lot of challenges on how do you lead people from home and who are working from home and, and how do you keep people engaged and people are concerned about their jobs and so how do you give them some kind of security over that? So that whole leadership piece, Chuff, is like I think a, a really, really big one. I don't know if you saw the same in, in a lot of the clients we were dealing with the White Arc. It's funny, Joe, I couldn't agree with you more. I think leadership is one that's not been spoken about enough mm. in circles. So, I mean, we obviously saw, from my perspective, I saw, uh, I mean, COVID hit and there was an absolute upheaval. It didn't matter 
initially what state you were in, but what we saw was great leadership across the board in specific domains where leaders in particular were able to actually sort of grasp a hold of, okay, how do we react? Because you're right, you and I have worked on many BCP plans over the years. I don't, I don't, I don't remember in 2017 talking about 2020 strategy and even BCP strategy and talking about a virus or uh, you know some medically induced no <laughs> uh, yeah we, we didn't have that in our plans anyway maybe we didn't have the vision and what have you but the truth is one of the things i saw in some of the great leadership uh, in some of the organizations that we work with some of those that we uh, we observe and admire is the way that the great leaders were able to react so the initial reaction from some of those great leaders was very much focused on people making sure that they got everybody safely home, making sure that they could get, you know, you had IT IT and HR departments scampering and credit to Mm. them, right? You know, getting monitors to homes, you know, would the Wi-Fi stand up? Oh my God, how are we going to run the business? And then, you know, you had the emergence of Zoom and Teams and, you know, and and Google Places and, and whatever else. So for me, that reaction to the good leaders was a tick. Then you had... Uh, I think the great leaders sort of leaned in and said, okay, we're going to be like this for a while. So how are we going to protect our people? We're working. How are we going to help them be resilient? But we've also got a business to run. We've got financial commitments, operational commitments, commercial, and, and, and we've got communities to serve or customers to serve. And that's where I saw the great leaders lean in yeah. and really say, okay, well, you know what? We've been resilient. We've dealt with it. But now we've actually got to, we've got to get on the road to recovery. And for me, that's what the, you know, some of the great examples where businesses said, okay, well, we might've had plan A. Yeah. We're going to throw that out. We're going to pivot now and be agile. Mm. And we're going to go, you know, for me, some of the definitions were the great leadership groups and what have you pivoted and really were able to adapt their strategy. Some of them even created new revenue streams. You know, I think of organizations like, Bunnings, they stood up, click and collect yeah. overnight. It was amazing. Like, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, they, they've got bricks and mortar, people going, but credit to that leadership the team and the way they're actually able to stand that up and, and make it work. And it was probably cobbled behind the scenes. I don't know. We're not, not close to that one. But now I actually think those great leaders are even moved into another phase. And we'll talk about 2021 in a moment. But they've started focusing no longer on the recovery, but on the new reality. Yeah. Not, not on... Oh, it's totally different because you know what? They've been able to pivot their strategy yeah. and now they're saying, okay, well, how do we leverage that strategy into the new reality so that we actually get back on? Because we could shut down again. But I actually think those organisations that have got those strategies in place and have been agile and been able to pivot it will probably thrive the most. That's kind of the way I saw mm. the year that was. It's really interesting observation. And I think, you know, I'm really aligned with you on that whole leadership piece. And while, you know, We've definitely had a focus on that from a wide arc perspective of how to navigate our clients through that period. I think your other point around that pivoting piece, right? So you've got your strategy and you've got your priorities and you've got your targets for 2020 and realizing that you have to pivot. And the pivot is how do I protect, right? My business. So it's going to be able to be here for the future. And how do I capitalize? Is there an opportunity for me to capitalize on the position that we're in? And I think one of the things that we know well from the clients that we've worked with and from the positions that we've had is 
actually being able to execute some of these changes and things is really critical. So how do you change your processes and operating rhythms and the way you're actually going to market quickly so you can capitalize on the opportunity and so you can protect your business even from a cash flow perspective. And one of the things that I think that we've really spent some time with our clients on wide arc is around how do you measure success, right? So what are the key metrics that are lead and lag indicators for your business that you need to be measuring on a daily or a weekly basis to really know when to pivot because we're in a, a period we've never experienced before. And so having the right metrics is really critical. And I think you're right, Joe. And the, the reality is having those right metrics, then having the ability to pivot or strategically make some calls around your priorities. Some of them yeah. may be similar, some may, may not, and set some realistic goals around whatever that new set of yeah. strategies is. And I think that as we sort of look forward facing, I actually think that's what's gonna become important as yeah. organizations come back, because the reality is that it's become increasingly challenging, I believe, and, and we've both seen this, I know we both believe it, to, to plan five years out. I don't think in this current environment you can. No. So, so consequently, what you're seeing is great leadership and great uh, leadership teams and businesses have got a street strategic direction that might be, you know, for two quarters and then have a view for the next couple of quarters. Yeah. But they're pivoting, or sorry, I've got to stop using the word pivot. They're uh, reassessing every kind of 90 days, yeah. right? And, and they're making adjustments accordingly. And I actually think that's going to set those organisations up well. I think, you know, moving forward, we've, had, we've been having lots of conversations, you and I, and with some of the clients that we're working with. A lot of clients, when we went into the shutdown, pivoted online. We spoke yeah. about Bunnings. And, they, and some of them did it well. But some of them inadvertently, you know, you've got big restaurant groups that then became big supermarkets online, you know, for specific vertical orientations, you know. But then now that the world's opened up again, do they stop that business? They, they fundamentally created a, strat, a new strategy uh, yeah. for their business because of the. So now what they've got to do is, okay, do I reset and hold that strategy or, or don't I? Can I transition some of the business online? Are there new markets are potentially in strategies we should be exploring mm. so that they can make up the void if things change? Something else that I'm really loving is, these organisations that have really delved in. There's one organisation that we work with and Simone and her, her leadership team are outstanding. They've really delved into focusing on their customers and they're mm. personally engaging their customers. And they're actually looking, it's an online business, and they're really looking to deepen their engagement and their relationship with it. And I think it's fantastic. That's a strong strategic pillar to have moving forward. And I think that's going to allow them to have an absolute clear line of sight of what they should be doing, what the right focus areas are, because they're, they're so deeply connected to their customers that I actually think that their strategy is going to be a winner because they're already there. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really interesting, that piece around customer and consumer. And we know what our customers want. We know what our consumers want. And maybe things change a bit over time. But what's happened in the last six months is that is just all being thrown up in the air and so we actually have to go back and deeply engage back with that consumer and customer base and really understand it and reset what they're looking for and reset the business off the back of it and i think the businesses that do that will thrive out of the back of the changes we've had do you think joe it's interesting i mean we spoke at the outset here about we you know we've got a history in terms of building 
long-term plans, short, mid, long-term horizon, sort of up to three plus years out. Do you think those organisations that are able to really quickly, especially for 2021, almost have a multi-strategy or a multi-plan approach? Because in a way, we may get locked up again. So if they build a plan around, okay, what are we doing in that situation? Yeah. We've got to have a short-term approach to get, to get people back together. It might be different. We might not go back to the offices and what have you like we did uh, before, but there's got to be a plan around that. What do you think? Do you think like that businesses should be planning for at least loosely a couple of contingencies? Mm. I think there's a couple of things. I think that businesses should be planning, to your point, for a couple of contingencies. But I have an overarching view that I think the businesses need to say, where we are now, we would like to get to in five years. We would like to have this market share. We would like to be this positioned in the market with high-level strategic objectives. And then say, to deliver that, what we know today, to deliver that, we would need to do X, Y, and Z. But to your point, keep assessing, right, on a very regular basis, what actually you need to do to deliver that. So have goals in mind that are more strategic and high level in nature and make sure that what you're doing is getting yourself to that. In terms of, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring, right? We know that it's going to be a different world, but we don't know what it's going to bring. But I think businesses have learnt from this, they need to have better planning around a range of different things that could possibly happen. And that's financial modelling about what if this happened, what if this happened, and understanding what the impact is. But it's also strategic plans that says, if this happens, operational plans, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. And you'd hope from this, and, and you know, in talking to our clients, they are planning and they are thinking like they haven't been thinking before around how to actually think differently. And in the 2020 year that we've been in, people have had to go, actually, I don't know what my forecast is. I don't know where I'm going to land for the full year. But actually, these are the different scenarios and kind of created scenario planning in a lot of organisations that didn't have it. And I think my experience with scenario planning is that you've got to make the scenarios not so broad that it's not actually useful but it's narrow enough that it's actually helpful to make a decision otherwise you're basically saying my plan is this plus or minus 50 percent but i have no freaking idea rather than how do i build a scenario plan that actually can help me navigate where i need to go right so reflecting on 2020 you go what a year I think it's the lessons that you take in and it's the approach you take into the new year. So everyone's tired and everyone needs a break and they need to go online, the beach and sunbake and they can't go on the international holidays, but enjoy the sun in Australia and support the local businesses right across Australia. But, you know, for me, as I think running into 2021, I think as the leaders sit and have a break over Christmas, what their heads should be thinking about is, what talent and capability do I now need in my organisation that I didn't have and I don't have? And what I will see is there will be a really big shift in demand for getting that right capability. So there's been a lot of headcount phrases, there's been a lot of organisations laying people off, but we're now going into a new era. And so what does that capability need to look like? I couldn't agree more with you. The thing I love that you touched on was the consumer or the customer. Mm. And it's funny, right? Like, you know, we all talk about being customer centric and what have you. And I yeah. spoke a, a few moments ago about a couple of examples where some clients are, are working so well with customers. But what we saw 
in the heart of COVID was everyone had to switch to working online. The companies who either had fortuitously ran their digital transformation or on the fly put the digital tools and platforms in to address that, they thrived. I mean, Zoom completely, <laughs> their earnings expectations, I think, blew out of the roof. They did yeah. so, so well, right? But the reality is that consumer behaviour has probably changed, Joe. Yeah. And that point you make that, it's changed forever. So you can't go back to one way or the other. And you probably do need to have a strategy. Consumers are going to be more concerned about their health. So, you know, organisations talking to their customers about how they're leaning in. And, you know, I find it interesting in Victoria at the moment, nobody's catching public transport. No. Right? So what could, you know, metro trains and, and the like, and it's a tough exercise, but... How can you leverage maybe platforms or technology and whatever to talk to your customers about? And it's obvious they're doing deep cleans. They're doing a wonderful job, but nobody's on there. And as a consequence now, traffic, you don't want to drive on the roads anymore because it's out of control, right? So I actually think those organisations who lean in and become even more obsessed about people, not only their staff, but their yeah. customers, their consumers. And I reckon that's a big opportunity in the coming year because you know i mean technology can play a part there there are actually lots of things that you can do to lean in on that i believe yeah and that links into that whole communication piece i think change management and communication is completely underrated in organizations and how you actually and it's not a person it's a how does the organization help people navigate through change how do they help their people understand what's actually going on and so that the people in the organisation don't feel like things are just reactive. They understand how everything links. You know, a lot of organisations have got a lot of work to do to kind of get that piece right. And I think the other thing that links into my kind of talent, you know, getting the right, is I think operating model, right? I think that an operating model that was working for you at 2020 is probably not going to give you the best possible answer in 2021. And so what do you want to achieve from 2021? And what are the things you're worried about? And what are the risks? And how do you build an operating model for your organisation that actually supports that? And to your point earlier, being able to pivot quicker, being able to actually make changes really quickly, how does your operating model give you that? So I actually think you've, you've led us really nicely. What are your top three? And I'm going to go three, Joe, because you've probably got 33. <laughs> what are your top three, I'll say tips. What, what, what are your top three bits of advice? Really simple for businesses. They sort of go now into Christmas, you know, get a deserved break and what have you with their, their loved ones. But then they reset and they go again. What, what things do you think when they go again, they should be thinking of? Um, I'm happy think... to give you some thinking time if you like, but I know you don't need it. <laughs> well, it's just really summarising back some of the ideas and things I've been saying. But I think people, whether people. it's your customers, whether it's your consumers, whether it's the people in your organisation, how are you going to engage with those people? So what's your engagement strategy with all of your key stakeholders and the people in your organisation? And, and how is it going to make sure that you get the best possible outcome? My second one is data and analytics because it wouldn't be a podcast with White Ark without it. Yes, the world has changed. And yes, some of the history doesn't predict the future. But understanding the current trends, understanding what's happening in your industry, understanding the detailed data of all the surveys that have been done in, in the current environment and understanding how your business is capitalising on those. So we know everyone's holding a whole lot of savings. 
But when they start spending, are you ready? Are you positioned right in the way to make sure that they're actually spending it on your product? And my third one is really capitalizing on the opportunity. So for every organization, taking the learnings from 2020 and capitalizing on the next year. So what are you going to do differently? What are you going to change in your, the way you, you do your operating model? What are you going to do about your people? How's your go-to-market going to be different? How are you going to think about your business differently? Because if you're coming into 2021 and thinking that you're just going to do what you did in 2020, I think you've missed the boat. They're my top three. People, data, and uh, go-to-market capitalise. I love it. Look, for me, I'm not too dissimilar. Probably, you know, and again, you're right, we talked about it earlier, but the first one for me is... I think business at multiple levels, family practices, enterprise, small business, did an amazing job of innovating through 2020. And they really, you know, the resilience was, was something else. But I think it's time to take stock and say, okay, which of those innovations worked? Which yeah. ones are we going to hold? You've got to always constantly be looking for better ways to do things for sure. But you can't stay in this cycle of just being completely agile because i think then you lose focus and your team lose focus and your customers start to forget why you exist so the first one is leverage the fact that you innovated but take a step back and say okay what's working what's not yeah second one for me is around use that opportunity to refocus okay yeah. so most people dived in and really got heavily involved in working in their business i think it's an opportunity once you understand what worked what didn't refocus best way to refocus is by you know, and this is the arc, you talk, talk the data, but the arc's all about having a focus and a strategy, you know, having targets set off your data. And then the last one for me is always about what's your story? Know yeah. your why. Everyone started a business and enterprise because they were very, very clear around why they exist, the core of why their purpose. It's really important to reset that for your industry, for your people, for your customers. So really think about that story and, and, you know, use 2021 to go out and actually start telling that story again through whatever channels. But I am really uh, excited for what I think has been a really difficult year, but a year of learning in Australian business has been remarkable in the way that it's been able to actually really talk and be quite positive about what 2021 will be. Now, it wouldn't be a Christmas discussion because I noticed that you are, are wearing a, I thought maybe you got your hair done. No, it's a Christmas hat. It's a Santa hat. So talk See? to us. Talk to us about your Santa. What's happening in the uh, Hans household on, on Christmas? What's the lead up to Christmas look like, and why do you love Christmas? So on Christmas Eve, I always make pizza from scratch. So that's my like cooking for the year. <laughs> and <laughs> I think the and reindeers like it. The reindeers, yeah, you wait till you see the reindeers. I really like it. And then on Christmas Day, I have lots and lots of family things. But until then, I want to show you, introduce you to two people. This is Rupert. Rupert. He's a reindeer and he's a Christmas reindeer. And I brought him a couple of years ago. And then I bought the next year another one. So this is Rupert 1 and this is Rupert 2. And they sit on the couch during December and we talk about what we learnt for the year and what the new year's going to bring and they bring lots of cheer. So Rupert's R1 and R2 and they're R1 cool and cheer. R2. And they've got cute scarves, see? I love it. You are one, one, one out of a box. A mother to Rupert. I love it. <laughs> well, in our household, Joe, it's a very Italian uh, Christmas. You can see I've got Rupert on my shirt. 
We've actually just had all of the nephews and nieces, so we've got three kids and we have all the nephews and nieces, and they historically do a, a Santa photo each year to give to the grandparents and the relatives and what have you. But with COVID restrictions this year, they couldn't go to Westfield and do that photo. So yours truly was Santa Claus today. Oh my so. goodness, can't believe it. What is, how I, much did you get paid? Well, I kept, I had my niece on my lap and I kept saying, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and, I kept saying, ho, 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 in a bottle of rum. And she said, Uncle Jamie, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean, it's Christmas. <laughs> so then I went and got my shirt and I'm feeling a bit cocktail. Tom Cruise liked this afternoon. But no, we have a, <laughs> we, we, we have a big uh, family day at my mum and dad's at lunch. My mother and father cater for about 50 and there's 20 people who are going there. So uh, we'll eat like Romans for a couple of hours and then we'll sleep like Romans for the next three and then we'll wake up again to go and eat whatever we didn't eat. But I love it. I love it. Love being around the, the, the family and uh, we don't do the Rupert one and Rupert two, Joe. We do the uh, the lasagna for entree and then uh, some meat for mine. <laughs> and also, I think because the year that it's been, I think Christmas is extra special this year because it gives people a chance to really reconnect with their family and their friends and people they haven't had a chance to really see during the year. So I think that's the most important thing, I think, that people need to take out of Christmas and have a rest. Without a doubt. And on, on that note, uh, on behalf of Joe, myself and the whole White Arc team, we want to thank you know, our whole army of supporters. It's been an amazing year for us. We, we, you know, we brought a, a dream to, to life in White Arc and we won our first customer, our second customer, and now we've got people uh, working on that dream uh, with us with many, many different fantastic clients. So to everybody who believed in us, thank you to our tribe of chiefs who've come on board and generously given their time to share their learnings and what have you with our White Arc community. Thank you. We are so excited about 2021. Be safe, enjoy Christmas, and we look forward to uh, partnering you know, on this amazing journey with your businesses next year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. All the happy smiles and the wishes. And I want it all from the lights to the mistletoe.